It's the Gate 13 Podcast. We're talking about Stanford football. I'm Isaac. And I'm Eric. It's week 12 of college football. As expected, Utah stomped Stanford 42-7, dropping us to 3-7 overall and 1-7 in conference. There's not much to say about this game that we haven't already been saying over and over this season, but we'll look ahead to the upcoming 125th big game at 3-7 Cal. Cal plays at FTX Field, right? Well, not anymore, but do we know if Cal got paid in FTX crypto tokens for those stadium rights? So Stanford goes to Salt Lake and gets kicked around by the Utes, 42-7. to No surprise there. Um, we kind of saw it coming, Yep. and uh, it played out pretty much like we expected. Actually, we had a lead at the begin- at the end of the first quarter. It's actually um, shocking. It was uh, <laughs> uh, you were like you're like this can't this can't hold up. It's like no, they're much much better than us. Don't worry. <laughs> like this is yeah. gonna this will turn south. Um, I don't know. We didn't turn the ball over in this game, so that's a positive. Uh, True. We and we got one takeaway. Uh, Jonathan McGill with the INT interception. We had another yeah. one later in the game that we was probably should have been an interception. Sort yeah. of like threw into three guys' hands and they dropped. Yeah. Uh, if you, I mean, if you ask Coach Shaw, I'm sure you'd say <laughs> if those plays just go our way, then it's a totally different we game. Im- we improved ten points on last year's uh, <laughs> loss, especially on the road. You know, yeah, hard uh, night night game. And- signs of improvement. Is yeah. that the yeah right? Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> yeah. We and we also at halftime we were only down fourteen to seven. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is one of those things that if like. I feel a little bad for the defense again because it's like yeah. if the offense could do anything. Yeah, maybe it would have been at least a watchable football game. Right. Most uh, team, many teams in the country. I don't know about most teams. Many teams in the country can allow forty-two points and still stay in the game. Yeah, and that's not the case here. Yeah, Utah scored forty-two unanswered. They finished with five hundred and fourteen yards, which I'm pretty sure is a big step down from last year. Uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, Stanford, <laughs> of course, finished with one hundred and seventy-seven yards, which is basically how all the games are going. Um, that is twenty-two net rushing yards for Stanford and two hundred and seventy-nine for Utah. Seventy-seven point eight yards per rush. Every game, it's what it kind of yeah. looks like. Um, they were four for four on fourth down. Tavion Thomas just torched us again, 180 yards and two touchdowns last year. He basically did that. I think he had four touchdowns last year. Um, what else? I, yeah, like, I think I mean Utah also had seven sacks, which yeah. you know, has been a story for us all year of McKee getting sacked, whether it's the offensive line or McKee not moving both um, but yeah. obviously our offense didn't do well. There were a couple of sort of surprising highlights to come out of this. Uh, Lavani Demoney was on the Pro Football Focus Defensive Team of the Week. Yeah, somehow uh, he was his Pro Football Focus grade was in the nineties, uh, as was Jonathan McGill's. Yeah. Um, uh, so Demoney, I didn't have like uh, traditional stat big plays, but PFF credited him with five stops, which usually means like uh, on a third down making a tackle that keeps someone short of the first down or something yeah. like that. So yeah, I guess Great. good. Good for good for these players uh, having yeah, good we, games. We haven't had many. I don't know if we've really had any players over ninety of their PFF scores. Uh, definitely not, not on the offensive side of the ball, uh, yeah. but maybe on the on the defense. Maybe we've had that like yeah. once or twice. Um, so, but hey, in a in a five touchdown loss, get some defensive yeah. accolades there. That's that's okay. So um, 
Good, we suck. good for them. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's sucks. anything. You can listen to our preview of the game to see how it went. I don't think yeah. there's anything. Not much to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to jump right into other games around yeah. the league last week. Yeah. There were actually some really exciting ones. Uh, on the not exciting end of that spectrum, though, uh, USC beat Colorado 55-17. Yeah. As expected. Wazoo yeah. 28-18 over Arizona State. Again. Yep. Clarifying in very clear tiers of Pac-12 teams. Yeah, and Wazoo is uh, turning out maybe to be better than we had than they had been earlier this year, and yeah, um, maybe slightly less embarrassing to have gotten blown out by. I mean, still embarrassing yeah. to have gotten blown out by them. <laughs> yeah, but like maybe they're okay, you know. So. Uh, yeah, and then uh, and then the top of the conference had some games against each other, which were both very exciting. Yeah. Uh, so first Washington. Upsetting Oregon, thirty-seven to thirty-four. Yep, uh, it was back and forth all game. There was no team scored back-to-back scores until Utah did at the end. So Utah U-dub. or Utah, U-dub. sorry, yep. yes, Utah tying it, uh, tying it thirty-four, thirty-four, uh, sixty-yard around sixty-yard pass play with like three minutes left of broken coverage. Then they managed to get the ball back. I guess like basically no time was taken off the clock. I Oregon goes three and out or something, and then um, they kick a field goal with fifty five seconds remaining to win. Yeah, give Oregon two losses, which is yep. not great for the Pac 12s playoff hopes. Yeah, Oregon was the looking like the most likely candidate uh, yeah. in spite of that early season loss. Uh, well, not anymore. Uh, there's no way a two loss Pac. Pac-12 team no. sneaks into the playoffs. Just no. absolutely not going to happen. Yeah, and then uh, and then the even bigger upset: Arizona yeah. beating UCLA thirty-four to twenty-eight. Uh, UCLA had been didn't have a lead until they took a twenty-eight twenty-four lead with about four minutes left in that game, and then Arizona took the lead with a uh, about six minutes left on a fourth down uh, pass to the end zone. To get a touchdown, and then they uh, get an extra field goal later to ice it. But the good for them, yeah. UCLA <laughs> choking, yeah, it's, yeah. I, that's I mean that's a that's a shock. But Arizona um, turns out like there, there's some life in that program. You know, we were I think we were saying at the beginning of the year, it was, oh, it's too bad we're not playing Colorado and Arizona. I'm really glad that we didn't play Arizona because we would have <laughs> lost by 40 uh, to Arizona. <laughs> the way oh, we've been early so. in the season. Maybe we would have <laughs> beaten them by one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that so. leaves that leaves USC as the only one lost team in the conference. Um, and I guess the best hope for... For a playoff spot. For a playoff seems spot. that way. Yeah. Um, I'm they're, not sure you know, I can't bring myself to root for them, but yeah, no, I like, we, as we've said in previous episodes, we don't actually care about the playoff, you know, it's uh, like somewhat interesting. Um, but Utah right now, you know, their only loss is that one point loss at Utah, which is a pretty good loss. Uh, they've got, they're at UCLA. We were thinking UCLA, well, this is still going to be a good game, you know, USC at UCLA. Uh, and then they've got Notre Dame, which like we we know what we think of Notre Dame this season, um, and you probably pencil them into the the Pac-12 championship game. So um, the 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 road is open for USC. Uh, you know, they still ha- would have need some help to sneak into the playoff from here. But you know, a, a twelve and one USC 
uh, would be in, in, in pretty good shape for that. So, um, yeah, like you said, it's like hard to pull for USC to go to the playoff. Like you don't actually want to see them win a national championship. Um, but you know, they're, they're sitting pretty right now. Well, we'll get into the, the updated playoff rankings for Pac-12, but at least Pac-12, good chance of a couple New Year's Six teams. Yeah, exactly. Like. And some exciting games maybe to end the season. So Stanford limps into the 125th big game against Cal. Coming in the other direction, Cal is limping too. These teams aren't very good. Um <laughs> The game is in Berkeley. Cal is favored by four and a half right now uh, with an over under of 46 and a half. So that would peg the score somewhere around uh, 26, 21 Cal. Um, Cal is three and seven overall like us. They're one and six in conference. Uh, they also, they lost to Notre Dame. That's uh, a common opponent. They lost a close one. We won a close one. I think that says all you need to know about Notre Dame, who is once again ranked, and that's like a total <laughs> mystery to us. Um, but uh, I guess that's what happens when you can beat up on ACC teams. Yeah, um, that's that's the only common opponent where the result is different between our two teams. Cal mm-hmm. has a win over Arizona. Is there a win one conference win? They didn't play Arizona State. We have the one win over Arizona State and right. didn't, didn't play Arizona. Yeah, both these teams are bad. Um, both are out of the bull hunt officially already. Uh, Cal got clobbered by Oregon State last week, 38 to 10. Cal had nine net rushing yards. That sounds kind of familiar. Uh, I think we've seen even, that. Even worse than our 22 <laughs> against Utah. No, so bad. Um, and we almost beat Oregon State. Wow. So much better than Cal. <laughs> Maybe if we played them earlier this season, we'd feel better. We needed yeah, them. That's true. That during our winning streak, that's when we needed to be playing yeah. Cal. Um, and we should yeah. say Cal's, Cal's two wins are against uh, UC Davis and uh, Nevada. There are two other wins. So that's yeah. So we, I mean, we beat. That. We definitely we beat have Colgate the most impressive and, uh, win on the. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Recent games against Cal last year was just a total laugher. Uh, Cal won 41 to 11. The game was at Stanford. They rushed for 352 yards. Um, Garbers turned into Superman for the day and they put up 636 total yards of offense, a big game record. And we're not talking about like a really amazing Cal offense or anything. <laughs> um just a, a an embarrassing way to to you know get to the end of the season last year, um, which we all kind of saw coming, and it was a, at that point you know we we had been so bad that we were thinking, surely an embarrassing game like this and big game will prompt some changes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's where we were, uh, last season. Uh, and then previous years, you know, Cal has won two of the last three, um, the, the last two games at Stanford Cal has won the one in the middle, uh, was during the COVID year in Berkeley where Stanford saved the game with a blocked extra point by Thomas Booker Yep, to hang on and get the ax back. Uh, so kind of a, one of those points during the COVID season where we had a little bit to cheer for um, in like the morass of the last four years of, of football. So, um, but Cal hasn't beaten us in Berkeley since 2008, which is just amazing because 
Stanford just has dominated Cal for the most part during the David Shaw era. Um, and that's really all gone downhill, obviously, in the last couple of years. So um, that's what uh, that's what the past looks like. What do we know about Cal? Yeah, I mean, so all that said, Cal has has controlled this series the last couple games and last year, but or, uh, but Cal does suck this year. It should be very <laughs> clear. We also suck, of course, but yeah. um, Cal's offense in particular has been pretty atrocious. Uh, not as bad as ours, but uh, Stanford's ranked uh, 115th in uh, the country in points per game. Cal's 95th. Yeah. Uh, they're 84 in yards per play. Um, that is, includes being number 107 in rush yards per play, uh, 91 in pass yards per play. And I think we're also, uh, we're like a hundred. Yeah. We're in the same or something. Yeah. Those. Yeah. We're, we're also very bad. Uh, a yeah. little worse. <laughs> uh, the main difference right now between Cal and us is that while we have done nothing, uh, Cal just fired their offensive coordinator, uh, Bill Musgrave, I believe, as well as their offensive line coach. Uh, so Cal's, I don't know who's filling in interiming or what, but uh, we think this might be Cal head coach Justin Wilcox maybe trying to save his job. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they had to do something. Yeah, I, did you know that you're allowed to fire an offensive coordinator? Who knew? I and didn't in know the that. Of the season. Yeah, I thought that they had to get like promoted out or like. <laughs> Yeah, they have to go Hired find a head coaching or, Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't know that you were allowed to do anything about that. Uh, um, yeah, so it, so it could be. But like, yeah, what that means, though, is that they're going to have somebody else calling the plays and they are definitely going to score 60 points on us in this, in this game. It is uh, certainly. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of the like, are they going to get the new coach bump and fix right. the bumps or whoever, right. whatever fan they brought in to coach is going to be like, <laughs> This has been obvious. You just got to do this. Yeah. Um, couple of Cal's players. So their, their quarterback has been Jack Plummer, who's a transfer from Purdue uh, senior. I think he, he started a few games at Purdue. He didn't play a ton. Um, and in some ways, maybe their best offensive player is um, Frosh running back Jaden Ott. He's got 745 yards rushing on the season, 5.4 yards per carry. Uh, but a little asterisk next to that because 274 of those 745 yards came in their win against Arizona. Yeah, it's still <laughs> so pretty good. <laughs> some, something about that game, yeah. like that one game accounting for a third of his rushing yards, and he has been like well under 100 in all of the other, which like yeah. still I think scares us because we know our rush defense is not good. But like, okay, this is maybe not quite as terrifying as... as you would maybe think at first glance. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, and then their defense is also pretty bad. Um, so they are number 108 nationally in opponents yard opponent yards per play. Um, they are number 87 in opponent points per game. Now those sound bad, but we are number 126 <laughs> nationally in opponent yards per play and number 117 in opponents uh, points per game so their defense is bad but uh, not not quite as bad <laughs> we we've had a much harder schedule than oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true though, yeah, right? yeah, that, yeah, that yeah utah game it's worth worth I mean, addressing cal, that cal lost to colorado but should have been an opportunity for them to improve these stats words we had to play utah and then uh, right. of course playing number 18 notre dame instead of 
right. Well, I, I mean, they had to play. Well, I think right now Sagarin might have us as the oh, number right, one true, strength right. of schedule in the country. Yeah. Um, so like there, there is something to be said for that, that like we have played a very, very difficult schedule, but Sagarin still thinks we suck. So yeah. <laughs> the, like even handicapping for having that difficult of a schedule, we're still like down in the mid eighties in the Sagarin rating. So yeah, um, yeah we played a tough sc- schedule and it's turning out the way that it should. Um, so uh, looking into the game, um, we do have a, a handful of injuries. Uh, uh, Jonathan McGill had a solid game against Utah is questionable. And then David Bailey, who has been a real bright spot this season uh, is yeah. also, is also questionable. Both of them injured in the Utah game. I think McGill right. misserved the end of it. Uh, and then Ricky Miezon, also uh, questionable, but uh, Shaw did say that he was maybe practicing already. So yeah. all of those guys, they're like doing a little bit so far this week. So maybe there's a chance that they um, play. And then a few other guys who were injured uh, previously, Kendall Williamson, Jacob Magum Farrar, and Caleb Robinson, all doubtful is how Shaw yeah. described them in his press conference, which makes us assume they will not play. Right. Um, and then Miles Hinton is going to be out. I think guess he got injured as well. So mm-hmm. Barrett Miller will play tackle, continuing their sort of rotation of offensive line players who yeah. are offensive line not performing great no matter who's in there. So <laughs> That's true. Not sure yeah. how much it changes our outlook offensively. Right. Yeah, um, it's it's it seems like it's not going to be a pretty game. Um, you know, I think kind of like last week. I don't know if we're going to bother actually trying to make predictions on this one. It's not much fun to to try to do that when things are this dire. So, um, but we <laughs> with this guy, we were kind of thinking it's going to be six to three. And I don't know who's <laughs> I don't know who's going to win, but total slop fest. I know we were kind of thinking back to the the cheese it bowl a few years ago where Cal was playing TCU in the cheese it bowl, which great name for a bowl, the cheese it bowl. I feel like did the winner win a bowl full of cheese it's as well. Did they like dump cheese it's on the coach or did we just make that up in our heads? Cause that's what I, it, you know happened. what? That's what happened that we're putting it out there. That's what happened, whether it did or not. That's how we remember it. Um, where Cal played TCU. I think there was like a, a sequence in the game on like four straight plays from scrimmage that were interceptions. It was just like an incredible football game. They combined for six interceptions in the first half, which is more <laughs> than any game during the 2018 season, and a total of nine interceptions for the entire game. It that's went to incredible. overtime. TCU won 10 to seven. Oh, uh, that's so good. That's, that's kind of, if we had a cheese it bowl like game in this one, at least we, I mean, it would be terrible and we'd have a great time watching it. So. Yeah. And I, might, uh, I think that's the best outcome we can hope for for this game is, outcome, is something right. comical like that uh, right. happening. Yeah. We're definitely in a situation where I like, I'm sure you feel the same way. And we've talked about it before of like, I, I, I don't want us to lose big game. I want us to beat Cal, right? I like, I want us to beat Cal every year, but if we lost, yeah, you know, then there's no big game win to hang for the staff to hang their hat on. You know, it's like you can't finish the season being like, well, be, at least we beat Notre Dame and Cal. Like it, it would, it would suck to lose big game. Cause it always does, yeah. especially to lose a big game in Berkeley. Um, to a garbage team. to like a bad team. Like this, this isn't like one of those Tedford teams where like, yeah, they should smoke us. Right. Um, 
But if we lose to a bad team in big game, well, maybe that's okay. <laughs> I think we were uh, texting earlier uh, about the maybe the ideal outcome here is we win big game. David Shaw decides to go out on a high note. Right. And, the local and maximum and just resign, resign right. having yeah. won the axe and yeah. the legends trophy or whatever we get for being Notre Dame. And like right. the yeah. trophy case has some stuff in it. Go off right off into the sunset. Right. That's, that's kind of probably the ideal situation won't happen. Um, but uh, all this talking about the game, we need to not lose sight of doing what's best to do during big game week, which is make fun of Cal. Uh, we had to do a little bit of that. Um, so this is the this year is the 40th anniversary of the play. Yeah. Uh, of course, the the legendary uh, kick return uh, where the Stanford band went on the field, et cetera. Everybody knows what we're talking about. 40 years of that. Um, so it turns out I, I was wondering if this was like some kind of like a joke or something. But UC Berkeley is going to put up a statue of Kevin Moen, the the Cal player scoring the touchdown, throwing his arms in the air, about to run over Gary Tyrell. And they're going to make a statue of that and put it on campus, which like if I were a Cal fan, I'd be pretty embarrassed by that. Like that's the the pinnacle of your football program (laughs) is a fluke play when your team wasn't that good and you were beating a bad team in like it's like, yeah, it's famous, but like. Is that that's well, what you put up a statue? <laughs> they don't they don't like have a rose bowl to celebrate or anything yeah. from the yeah. last uh, half day or half century, maybe more than that. The last time they won forties or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was trying to think of like what would be the Stanford equivalent of like okay, was there like did we have a, a seven and five team? <laughs> Is there something from like the Foster Farms Bowl year we could put up a statue of? The the 1990 big game, like Hopkins making the kick after the roughing the passer call. Like if we put up a statue of that, it would be like, you, okay, you won a rivalry game. Yeah. 30 years ago. (laughs) You don't put up a statue of that. Like, I know it's a famous play, famous call, and whatever, but like, I don't know. I feel like in response, Stanford should put up a statue of, Christian McCaffrey returning a punt touchdown in the Rose Bowl against Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> with like with like a, a bronze rose in his mouth or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew Just Luck. Like a field throwing, of roses around him or something. Yeah. Andrew Luck throwing a touchdown to Kobe Fleener in the Orange Bowl. You know, yeah. just but that's that's gonna be our statue. How about that? Yeah, it's not a natty, <laughs> but at least it's not some joke play. Um, but you know, the the jokes don't end there. Uh Cal football was in the news this week. Uh, what happened there? It's, this is we made the joke in the intro about FTX, uh, crypto exchange. I don't really understand it. Uh, collapsing, bankruptcy, stealing a bunch of people's money. And I had, I had actually forgotten until this was brought up. Uh, on, I saw it on Twitter or in one of our Stanford uh, text threads about football team that FTX is a sponsor of Cal's uh, Football field. It was, yeah, right. Not the BAM field. That's true. And it was because uh, there were pictures that came out this week of Cal removing the FTX logo right. from the field, which is just like, I don't, what, what happens is like, does some, some creditor get 
get their name on the on counts? I, yeah, that's that's right. Like, that's a good question. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's like the, do did we, the VC funds now get their name on the? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like is there a way? Is some random person who'd had whatever FTX's crypto coin was? Can they just be like, I don't want my money back. I want to like have my name on Cal's football right. field. Uh, yeah. It would be it, what would be funny is, you know, how the SEC has SEC logos all over their field. <laughs> Cal puts the actual Securities and Exchange Commission logo on their field for this game for the remainder of the season. <laughs> um yeah, uh, of course we're joking about this creator of FTX is a Stanford guy, his parents work at Stanford. Um so the question is, is this a long con to take down Cal football <laughs> by, by by selling, by buying the rights? And like, hopefully they bought the rights with uh, with FTT, the FTX uh, crypto token, which has now gone to zero. Uh, <laughs> like, hopefully, hopefully Cal got paid in real dollars and not... Uh, <laughs> not fake money um so who knows what's going to be on the field uh for for this game bring back bring back kabam bring back kabam are they still in business doesn't matter bring it doesn't back. matter clearly <laughs> yeah beat cal win this game so other games this week i think we'll start we mentioned it so there's six teams uh pack 12 teams ranked in the latest college football playoff rankings first time we've had six teams ranked since 2016 yeah uh we've got number seven usc number 10 utah number 12 oregon number 16 ucla number 17 uw and number 23 oregon state not bad uh, so a lot of teams in the middle but i think the if my memory is right the like Gain into a New Year's Six Bowl of your top 14 team, you're eligible for one of the at-large spots. So it would seem like probably there's a team in there to at least take an at-large New Year's Six spot if right. uh, if if we don't make the playoff. Right. Yeah. I mean, the playoff, like we were saying, like USC seems like the most likely uh, to 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 finish with a record that can justify it, but they're going to need some help. Uh, to to get there, but then you know among these teams like USC still has to play UCLA, Oregon still plays Oregon State, UW could still totally lose the Wazoo. Um, so you know a lot could still shuffle this up. Um, so yeah, but you know good for the conference to yeah have like pretty good strength across the board. Uh, at least I mean this is clearly like this the upper tier of the conference, right. And the lower tier, well, I mean, Wazoo is someplace in here, right. The lower tier is like clearly like a second division of the conference. So, um, but good showing, uh, on, on, uh, for, for these teams. Um, so this week we've got Washington state is at Arizona, uh, Wazoo looking pretty good lately. Um, Arizona coming off the big win against UCLA. Yeah. Um, could actually be a pretty good game. Yeah, maybe this is the game to decide who. I, I mean, it seems like it is the game to decide who gets that sort of uh, seventh seventh spot. Maybe gets to right. pretend they're uh, towards the top of the uh, roster. And I'm not. Right. Sh- I'm trying to remember if I think Arizona's maybe only three and they're three and five in conference. I'm not sure. There. I'm not sure if they've all clinched a bowl already or not. Um, but I think yeah. Arizona and Washington State are probably fighting for a bowl spot, right? So uh, some some stakes there at least, right? Uh, 
And then number 23, Oregon State, is at ASU. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to tell Oregon State based because we're biased, I think, by our game against them. Yeah. It's like they How good that. are they actually? Yeah. But they um, should. It seems like based on how they just stomped Cal, they should be able to handle Arizona State. Right. Yeah. I mean, Oregon State has a chance to finish with nine wins this season. They're seven and three right now. Uh, and they've got, they're at Arizona state and then they've got Oregon. Uh, so a nine win Oregon state team, if you think about five years ago where that program was at, um, that's a, it's a pretty remarkable turnaround. And of course, like anybody who's listened to us knows that we pull for the beeves. So, um, you know, good for them. It looks like Washington state is now I'm looking at this now. Washington state is bowl eligible. Now Arizona is four and six and could still, sneak in uh if they beat the cougs this week and then beat and then they've the got Sun State, yeah in the territorial cup right so those are the only everybody else is already eliminated that's arizona yeah. state colorado cal and us so yeah. um we could end up with with eight bowl teams here um which you know pretty good arizona is gonna go to the gasparilla bowl which is really yeah i'm jealous really someone wanted. gets to go to the gasparilla bowl <laughs> yeah. uh so maybe what I think certainly last week we would have expected this would be the most exciting game this week. Uh, number seven USC is at number sixteen UCLA. It yeah. was you know had had UCLA not lost would have been the one lost teams fighting for uh, basically a spot in the Pac twelve championship. Right. Uh, but still should be an exciting game. Yeah. Um, I, I have no idea who's gonna win. Uh, we'll see if UC, USC is actually as good as they, yeah, as they look, or if I UCLA mean, can bounce back. It's the games at the Rose Bowl. UCLA has struggled with attendance all season. There was a piece in the New York Times about how much UCLA has been struggling. God forbid they ever write one about us. Uh, they got the tarps out. USC fans probably going to outnumber them at this game. Um, and but it's you know for UCLA this is a chance to to take USC down a peg USC is now yeah. has like floated to the top of the conference so big chance for UCLA there um, Colorado is at number seventeen UW it would be pretty funny <laughs> if UW <laughs> face planted now uh, <laughs> they're at eight and two um, with this game and then the Apple Cup uh, against Wazoo. Uh, so like a pretty solid chance for UW to finish 10 and two, uh, on the season. Um, and uh, yeah, seems unlikely they would face plan because it's Colorado, but it's, it's also Colorado. like between their two rivalry games, like this, this would be a trap game, quote unquote. Right. Uh, but UW is favored by 31 points in this game. <laughs> Maybe Colorado will cover. <laughs> Maybe Colorado covers. Yeah. Faceplant would be funny. Um, yeah. And then the other game that we would have all thought was the super exciting matchup in the conference uh, had last week's results not happened. Number 10, Utah is at number 12, Oregon. Uh, I guess they're being both playing for a spot in the conference championship. Still, it's a bit maybe? of, yeah, it's a bit of like a semifinal. Wise. Yeah. It's a bit, of, a bit of a semifinal. They're both six and one in conference. Yeah. Uh, the game is at Oregon. Um, and uh, like, let's say that USC, uh, beats UCLA and they're at eight and one. The winner of this game will be at seven and one with, you know, I guess the uh, rivalry in like, Colorado yeah. so Utah <laughs> right. should Utah win should, should finish yeah so if Utah wins this game you know b- 
basically go ahead and pencil them into the conference championship. Oregon wins, you know, still decent chance that Utah, uh, well, actually, I don't know how the time tiebreakers work. Like if, if Utah, it's true. If it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's probably head to head. Yeah. So there's a three way tie, but, uh, this is, this is kind of a semifinal, uh, to get into the final to play against USC. Um, and of course, UCLA is still alive in this. Good, uh, good job, Pac-12 schedulers for having yeah. the US. I mean, obviously, USC UCLA is a rivalry game, so it's going to happen yeah. late in the season anyway. Uh, but having Utah, Oregon, uh, who had good games last year, right? Um, being being late, it's exciting. Yeah, uh, probably worth watching over our game if they over. I don't <laughs> think those games overlap time wise, but. Yeah, uh, definitely should switch the channel for it's good. Cars. There's going to be some some Pac-12 football worth watching this weekend. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to our game, you know, if you look away, if you're, <laughs> if you're worth not watching for the comedy, maybe hopefully. <laughs> That's all we got for this week. Music by Super Dave. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at Gate13Podcast or you can send an email to Gate13Podcast at gmail.com. The 125th big game against Cal is this Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Pacific at Crypto Scam Field at Memorial Stadium in Berkeley, broadcast on Pac-12 Network. I think I might just watch the 2013 big game instead. We scored 63 points in that one. We haven't even scored 63 points over our last four games combined. Does Ty Montgomery have any eligibility left? It's like, I, Why couldn't I, I, we have been paying David Shaw in FTX coins? <laughs> <laughs>